Hello, good evening, and welcome to Garblag Games. I am Ben, we are playing June, and as you've just heard, Alden is playing a teenage version of himself who can ride worms. Yep, living the dream. What else can you tell us about Foom, Alden? Since you've started, you've started so you can finish. I have Foom Al Hoot, or Mouth of the Whale, as he is known. Um, uh, of Siege Abacat. Sadly, smoking ruin that is Siege Abacat. Uh, he is a Fremen sand runner, which means he uh, is a devotee and oh, associate of the great Shaihulud, the sandworms that roam the dunes of Arrakis. Uh, and he uh, takes great fun in basically joyriding sandworms around the place. Sorry, currying between the sieges and the villages. It's a very important job. Very, very important job. Now, very important job. Alden's not completely 100% on exactly what's been happening with Foom over the last couple of weeks. So to fill him in, let's go with the completely objective and balanced viewpoint of Sarak Thebe, Fadaikin <laughs> warrior of the tribe. How much water do we now have? <laughs> we have a great deal of water. Sarak has been doing his best to make sure we collect it along the path as we go. Uh, let's see, we... A couple of weeks ago, we were still in the compound, um, making our way through after having uh, slaughtered the ogres and Laza Tiger. Um, we eventually came to and freed the Reverend Mother. Um, and then we nuked the place. Not quite from orbit, but we were at least in the air when it happened. Oh, don't forget all the clone babies. Oh yeah, we. Oh, that's that's a very good point. So we did we did discover that uh, the uh, one of the leaders of this uh, plot against us had taken the Reverend Mother so they could clone her, and he did escape us and escape with the most mature clone of the Reverend Mother. We destroyed all of the clones who were not viable, but the Reverend Mother. Uh, was escorted with one last viable clone by Foom up to the up to the ornithopter uh, while we finished clearing the area. Then we set the uh, the nuke to go off with the uh, assistance of, uh, of Xavier. And uh, we blew that place to kingdom come, turning it into a glass sand flat. We decided that we couldn't let the leaders of the opposition force that had destroyed our siege go, so we tracked them in our ornithopter, uh, trying to head back and follow them to their secret base. We were assuming the secret base of the Jakarutu, but instead we found a shed in the middle of the salt flats. We landed to investigate and realized that it was actually a cleverly disguised elevator that led down into a buried transport ship belonging to the Von Meer house. We worked our way through, uh, removing some guards, uh, sneaking past others before uh, we got into and found a scientist, um, a Trilexu scientist, if I remember correctly, uh, or was he Von Meer? No, he was Trilexu. Trilexu uh, scientist. Uh, we questioned him about uh, where the sample was of the Reverend Mother and where Lucerne was. He confirmed that Lucerne was still on the ship, that the other leaders of the attack on our siege had left, uh, Kinam uh, and, uh, uh, and uh, was it? Hanan. Hanan. Yep. 
and that uh, they were no longer there, but that Lucerne was still there. Then, of course, he irritated us to the point where Sirac had to stick his Chris knife through his right ear. Uh, the Taixu winked at us, smiled, died, and then we figured out that the ring on his finger was a two-way transmitter and that everything we had done, or the, the monocle, was uh, had been recorded and transmitted. So that's where we left off, expecting at any moment to be attacked in this lab. Do you remember who else was supposed to be a kidnap target, aside from the Reverend Mother? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, Foom. And we did make the connection that both Foom and the Reverend Mother were connected to uh, outlanders uh, from the House Dargouche. And that perhaps it was a connection between House Dargouche and House Von Meer that triggered Von Meer's interest in taking them and perhaps in the destruction of our siege. So you've got a target on your back, Foom. But don't worry, Sirac will keep you alive. But, okay. Right. And last but not least, we've got Dan as well who has thus far managed to balance on the delicate tightrope of not being murdered by the Fremen or being murdered by the Fremen's enemies. Indeed, um, or being murdered by his own kind. Yes. <laughs> so, hi, my name is Dan, and uh, I am playing Xavier, the uh, Navigator Guild agent and smuggler, um, whose uh, responsibility it is is to set up new lines of spice for the Spacing Guild through the Fremen clans. Um, however, this seems to have gone embroiled in some complex affairs. Um, <laughs> and yet somehow I've managed to stay afloat and still, uh, and still alive. I don't know how. Um, I think it's just possibly pity <laughs> on, the, on the side of the Fremen, um, who probably look at me as a lucky charm rather than, you know, a target. But it's early days. I, I hear you've done very well with nukes. Well, you only had the one, but yeah, he did do quite well with it in that you're all alive and the people on the other end of it aren't. Yeah, that's that's doing quite well with a nuke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. I was just going to say, now when. Stripped this Tleilaxu guy of um, the monocle and the ring that he was wearing and, you know, identified that one was a little injector of some kind and one was a broadcasting device, a recording device. Like the monocle. Uh, and as you tell the others this, you notice something that they probably don't. Um, whilst Fremen are very sensitive to vibrations and changes in vibrations, they wouldn't necessarily know what the changes in vibration mean that you feel through the floor. You can feel the sort of thrumming, powering up of the ship's engines. Oh, from under the sand where you are. So it sounds like they're warming the engines up and getting ready to leave. Now, you believed you had an extra day. But it would appear that that's no longer the case. Xavier. Looks like they're taking off. Why is everything shaking? Is, is the great worm coming? Oh, I believe we're about to take off. Then you must get us to the bridge quickly so we can stop the ship before it leaves Arrakis. 
I agree. And lo and behold, the porthole on the side of the room that you're in, the Tleilaxu's room, starts to move ever so slightly. At first it looked like a plain rocky wall outside, but now you can see that the sand on it is starting to cascade a little bit downwards, um, and then some light breaks through as the ship picks itself up out of the sand. Looking out of the window, you can see your ornithopter outside. Oh, I can see our plane. With the two ecologists and the Reverend Mother outside, shielding their eyes and looking at the ship as it breaks free of the sands of Arrakis and the salt of Arrakis, crests the desert and starts to lift itself upwards. Let's move, Xavier. Yeah, you, you can fly one of these, right, Xavier? Nope. Let's double time it. It's like a big you don't need to fly it, we just need to land it. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, Ben, we now have one point of momentum, thanks to Richard. I believe you still had a point left over from last week as well, so I'm counting it as two momentum and one threat at the minute. I'm keeping track of it on paper because, uh, unlike Pete, I lack the technical skills necessary to make all the fancy stuff work. Um, you will notice that Pete this week is being represented by his favourite dice. Unfortunately, he's packing to go on holiday because he's rich and spoiled. You live Please on a holiday island, on Patreon. It's, it's true, yes, of course I do. My bad, I forget. Every day yeah. is a holiday for me. You live on Fantasy right. Island. <laughs> I don't know who's fantasy, but yes. <laughs> if I find them. <laughs> I think it was Queen Victoria Fantasy Island. Yeah, so exactly. make of that what you will. Yeah. Steam trains and racism. <laughs> so... No, that doesn't narrow it down. No, it Moving doesn't really, on. Does it? So we're on a giant flying brick that's currently hanging in the air in exactly the way the brick shouldn't. Yeah, so the sand is cascading off the sides of the ship from outside. Your erstwhile colleagues can see the ship itself digging itself up. The, the little shack that was perched on top of it has fallen off and crashed into the sand not far from the ornithopter. At which point, uh, just as you're about to start running, a laddie starts convulsing. Foam starts coming out of his mouth and he starts twitching and shaking. Did, 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 did the doctor touch a laddie? Did, did a laddie touch anything in the lab? Did he eat anything? He was no, speaking it... with the scientist, but I do not know if he touched him or not. Whatever it is, it looks like he's either having some kind of fit or has been poisoned. Oh, As he goes down to the deck, clenching up with tension in all of his joints and muscles. Right, get, get something between his teeth and let's just have a quick look at him. Sirak does exactly what Foom says, drops down, tries to lever something into his mouth so he doesn't bite his own tongue off. And, But it's this is completely outside of uh, of Sirak's area I mean, of expertise. If he was a so. sandworm, I'd, I'd have more chances. But... <laughs> He's a Xavier, friend. That's halfway there. You know anything about poisons? 
Oh, right. only, only how to use them. I have a little experience with poison okay. myself, perhaps. I don't know, Ben, what is this, like a truth and understanding? Role? Yeah, I think truth and understanding would be the best way to work out what's going on. I've got a nine target number in that, so it's... I've got a 14. I think that's... How about this? I will, uh, I'll try to aid you with one dice and then okay. you make the roll. Let me see if I... I got a four, so I succeeded. So you get aided. Uh, I got one success. Um, so that's two successes. Two successes in total. There is a tiny, thin piece of metal embedded in his neck, just at the top of the still suit. Um, barely half a millimeter across and about four millimeters long. Looks like some kind of close-range dart weapon. Can I get some tweezers and a little vial or something? Okay, well, let's just hang on to this and... Is there any kind of emergency kit in the lab? Dan, if you remember, the finger ring that you found was a dart launcher. That was no, just accidentally question. launched a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this? <laughs> oh. Mm. Gosh, how did that happen? Uh, maybe it'll have some antidote in it. There were three gems on the ring. A red one, a green one, and a blue one. When you took it off the guy's finger. But there were actually four gems by the looks of things. So oh. there's the red, the green, and the blue. But it also looks like there was another little ampule gem that you can see looking at it again closely so we probably got him earlier on then i say as i take out the ring do you know which which one of these ampules would be the antidote not a clue we, we could just try all of them but if one is a worse poison it looks like, from your, what your analysis tells you, it looks like he's been hit with some kind of paralytic poison. Oh, so it might wear off. If we can like, hide him in a cupboard. What if it paralyzes his circulatory system? Well, then he's going to die. And That's we take his water, which is what he would have wanted. You are not wrong, Philem. Many's the time when he said, you must take my water. No, really, I mean it. <laughs> well, we can we can try to lay him out someplace safe and quiet here, and then because we still have to get the ship out of the air. Yeah, just maybe we'll do it slightly more gently than we were anticipating. Yeah. They do appear to be taking their own sweet time about getting this thing out of the sand. Probably related to those two um, cleaners that you saw earlier working and getting salt crystals out of the vents. So it looks like they weren't ready to take off quite. So they've had to up their agenda, which means that it's taken them a long time and they're kind of hovering above the desert at the minute. From outside, okay. you hear the sound of running feet heading towards you. All right, let's, let's... get a large squared away, tucked outside, and then, I don't know, either side of the door and uh, stabbing, probably. Yeah, do they sound that? Uh, they sound close, like they're going to hit hit yeah, us. Yeah, they're on second. the on the gantry okay. outside the room. Okay. Can we try and open the secret passage again? That was a different 
Run. Different, um, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe oh, this yeah. one also has a secret passage. Search for secret passages! <laughs> <laughs> this, the secret passage was in the lab in the Mesa, and this is inside the spaceship. Oh, it's just one lab looks like another, really. Well, they do, except this isn't a lab, it's a bedroom. Then it's definitely going to have secret passages. Yeah, Clearly. definitely. <laughs> okay, Aladi in the closet. Have a look through the clothes. And as your weekend at burning a laddie into the, put the, him in the bed, covered, put him in the bed and get my cocktail. The, Sirak, the door slides Sir, open. Sirak is right next to the door, so as soon as it slides open, he's going to stick his uh, Chris knife in the chest of the first person through. So you see a blade come into the room first, and then you lash out with your Chris knife straight into the chest of the first man to walk in through the door he's wearing some kind of uniform uh parchment colored this sort of off yellowy white with hints of brown and a, a red sigil on the breast of a, a, a rolled scroll that and that's the same to recognize as the the von Meer sigil and it provides quite a handy target for you, actually. So you poof, knife straight into the scroll as he comes in. And, and he sort of staggers backwards. As he does so, a couple of blaster shots fire into the room. And a voice from outside in the corridor says, Stop shooting! Stop shooting! If you break the window, we'll all die! Ooh, well, okay, let's just make a note of that one. Of course, we're still in the atmosphere, so we break the window now. They can't leave the planet. Just a thought. They have other ways to seal off this. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, Sorak would uh, use this now dead man as a human, as a meat shield, basically pushing him forward so he can get in amongst the people with the blaster fire. Rathbuk respects the use of meat shields. It's a waste of water, but... <laughs> It's a waste of good beef as well. <laughs> so are you turning around the door and then continuing? Yeah, just basically holding this guy up, pushing him forward so I can get in. Looks like uh, a patrol of four guards and some kind of sergeant are in the corridor outside. You've stuck the first one as he's come in. There's still a look of shock on his face. They've got steel blades... Uh, matching uniforms the sergeant steps back and activates something on his belt and a quivering energy field forms around him i was just about to ask has the laddie still got the laser gun you pointed at him and make him surrender or die I mean, everybody that, die. That's, what, that's, that's, a, that's one way to end a game I mean Fu was about to blow the window out but now there's a shield in but play but hey techniques apparently no Aladdie does not still have a las gun <laughs> hey, Pete just heard you say that and logged on <laughs> hey, oh god stop them <laughs> Does he have any kind of... He did have some blasters or something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he's got like yeah. a, a carbine, baller pistol, blaster thing. Can, not not well, laser. Foom doesn't fancy his chances in a knife fight, so he'd like to grab that and point it at the window. Sound decision. Let's, let's, let's all be sensible. Let's just 
Okay. What do you want? The sergeant says, what have you done with the Tleilaxu? We've taken his... What, where we'll take his water, we've taken his life. Yeah, we, we didn't bring the death still, Shrek. You're never getting yet. off this ship. That's fine by me, as long yep. as you don't get off it either. Surrender now or die. At that, Sorak just stabs the next guy. <laughs> Okay, so this guy's kind of expecting the stabbing because he's seen you attached to his mate. So make an attack, please. And I'm going to give you a point of threat to get my third d20 and be able to re-roll one of them. Oh, yeah. So I'm figuring uh, battle and, and justice still because I'm exacting retribution. So my target number is 15... My focus with short blades is eight or under. I got an eight, a one, and a 20, which I'm going to re-roll. Oh. A wise decision, I feel. Do you want to take the complication? Nope. Uh, and I got a 15 on the re-roll, so that's five successes. Oh. There's another point of momentum for you from Naradik Zaka. So you, you whip the blade out of the chest of one guy. And you bring it around in an arc, slashing open the throat of one of the other guards, who in turn st turns and staggers as he sprays blood across this corridor. The others kind of hiss and take a step back, give it, and you've suddenly got a little bit of space around you. Waiting to see if anybody else is going to join in on the fight, but if not, Sorak <laughs> will continue to move into the. Does anybody space. else wish to join in? Is he at this blocking the doorway? He's not blocking the door. No, he went right out of it. He's now stepped into the hallway. Uh, have I have I got a line of sight with a shot from my place in the room? Yes. Okay. Well, I will assist then. I'm not going to close combat. I'm going to stay here and shoot. <laughs> yeah, no, that's acceptable. You're not the stabby guy. Uh, no, no, I'm not. Um... Whereas I believe that's that's um, actually Sirak's statement. Yes, I'm a stabby, stabby boy. Stabby, <laughs> you look stabby. down his character sheet; it just stab, says stabby, stab. like eight stab. times. Yep. If my uh, you know if my truth score ever gets above a six, that's going to be his truth. I'm the stabby guy. <laughs> so Dan, what are you going to do? Uh, take a shot. Take a shot. Pew pew. Get my character out. Um. Battle and probably Ooh. duty for you. I'm happy for that. Oh, and we've got an extra point of momentum because I hit with that knife and I'm a cross oh, yeah. knife master. That is true. You're up to four points of momentum. Oh, can I take a momentum then? Yep. I'll That's take a momentum. Okay. Uh, two successes. Nice. Okay. One of the other guards is bringing his knife down towards Serac, and you shoot him in the hand as he does, causing him to lose his knife as your your shot penetrates his hand at the the base of the wrist. Ow. 
Foom, do you want to get in on this action? I'm going to shoot the window. Nice. I'm just going to basically put the gun as close to the window as I get it. Just boom. So this window is obviously reinforced glass for going out into space with. But at zero range, with nothing stopping you, deliberately shooting it, you punch a shot through the window. And the whipping air in the room suddenly starts up full blast. Ah. You catch a whiff of Arrakis from outside. Moisture is kind of sucked straight out the door. Oh, that is a shame. Gutted, eh? Yeah, you give, you take, you know. Uh, uh, Fum will ululate in joy at having let the atmosphere of Arrakis back into this horribly fetid tin can. The sergeant says to his last two men, don't just stand there, get at them. Oh, three men, because you've only killed one. But you've got one who's got a very poorly hand and no knife. And then the sergeant starts to retreat back up the corridor. The remaining three guards are going to attempt to attack Serac because they can't get to the other two of you because he's kind of in the way. They are not super competent, however. So no hand guy draws a pistol. That's pretty much all he can do. And the other two... Oh, dear, oh dear. Yeah, that's a complication. One of them stabs forward in a textbook lunge, but unfortunately for him, it's a textbook lunge. It's one of the things that you're taught in the siege when you're about four years old. And you just kind of lift your arm up as he stabs under you. So you've got his, his arm is now trapped under your arm. All three of them have failed to strike you, although... Um, bad hand guy has now got a gun in his off hand and he is going to attempt to shot oh my god shoot us shoot us buddy <laughs> another complication nice so it's a hit and a complication so with his off hand he shoots at you uh, and the the bullet glances off of your um, still suit, the armoured portion of your still suit, because it only does one damage and your armour is stronger than that. But in so doing, he also fumbles the pistol because he's trying to use his offhand and grabbed it quickly. So we'll go back to Serac. So since I've got this one guy's arm trapped, he just he'll pivot him so he, the body of this one guy is between him and the shooter, and then he just shoves his Chris knife up into the guy's jaw to slow him down. If it's okay, I will. An interesting uh, take on slowing him, him down. down. <laughs> I will use one point of momentum instead of threat this time, if that's okay. A four, a one, and a twelve for five oh, successes again. Man. Was that the shooter, or the guy? No, that, that was you the that was the guy I had had pinned. 
So the pinned guy, yep, you finish him off as well and drag the knife back out and you've got a meat shield just sort of flopping to the deck in front of you. Uh, the sergeant, seeing this, turns and runs down the corridor, slapping at something that. on the wall as he goes. Any chance I can get a quick shot off at him? Yes, you can. All right, I'll give it a go. Uh... Ah, no. The bullet wings off his shield and like pinballs around the inside of the corridor a little bit. Who's left in the corridor? Left in the corridor, you've got uh, Bad Hand Guy. Yep. And Stabby House Guard number three. Okay. Um, Food will stop shooting windows and I don't know, attempt some shooting, which is not his forte either. Was that window um, big enough to jump out of? No. Uh, it's like aeroplane porthole size. Yeah. Bigger hole. We could, we could try and fit you know, some of them through it. I mean, yeah, once you get a little bit higher up, you will fit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in an alien resurrection kind of sense. <laughs> All right. uh, what am I rolling for shooting? It's going to be battle, isn't it? Battle and... Yeah, duty works. Because it's duty to the tribe, really. Um, that's a hot ten. Uh, wish me luck. Oh, that's a one and an eight! Well, you say that, but a hot ten is still a 50% chance of succeeding on each dice. Yeah, well, I got three. And um, three successes on two dice. Yes. Oh, did we bank the momentum for Sarik's uh, Chris Knife Mastery? Snappy oh, that's right. Death, death previously yes yes we did count. right uh yes so i i i think i'm probably going to shoot bad hand guy uh bad hand guy um having fumbled his gun and looking to try and pick it up is shot in the top of the head by foom right in there as he bends over and his bending over continues into a sort of slumping to the ground. Child's pose. <laughs> and relax. Not quite as restful. <laughs> well, it's very restful. Uh, remaining stabby guy. Stabby house guard guy. Faseet Jabbercat, oh house dog goosh, word. you will fall. I mean, these guys aren't great at the best of times, but I haven't rolled below a 12 on a single dice yet today. That's, that's because the gods are looking out for us. Clearly. It's because Sarek is terrifying. <laughs> Swipes at Sarak, sees his friend go down, is momentarily distracted by that, and as he looks away, the knife misses its point, its target. Dan, it's your go. I think if we can make that hole bigger with a grenade. On the window? Mm. I mean, a grenade will make the hole on the window bigger. But it would make just... it big enough to climb out. Can we not just find a door? I assume there's only one way in and out of this room. No, not at all. Go. This is the sleeping quarters on uh, a, effectively a cargo hauler. There are corridors all over the place. You know many ways around this 
ship. Some are longer than others, some are shorter than others. There are probably going to be cargo bays and potentially even ornithopters further down. Do we want to get out or do we want to get in the bridge to shut it down? We got to get to the bridge and shut it down. All right, still the mission objective, man. We can't let Lucerne escape. He's the only one we have potentially in our power. Okay, well, we'll finish off who's down here then. Um, so I'll take another shot. Uh, nope. Ping, 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 ping. Pew, pew, pew. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's performance issues. <laughs> so we come back around. Uh, because you're finishing these guys off faster than they can have turns. <laughs> I think right as as uh, that guy came around and, and missed with his shot, as he turns his shoulder to Sorak, Sorak just puts his left hand on his shoulder to stabilize it and then pops the Chris knife <laughs> right into the top of his skull. Go on then, pop away. I'm only going to use two dice this time. We'll see how it goes. You wild man. Three and an eight. Four successes. <laughs> Not only do you put the knife in the top of his head, but you kind of ride it down to the ground just to really stick it in there. And the last thing the... you see is the blast shield crash down the bulkhead doors for this corridor where that sergeant hit the door control on his way through so he pulls his uh, Chris knife out which gives us another point of momentum and yells back over his shoulder Xavier we need to get out of here can you open this right, let's give it a go is there another way out um... <clears throat> probably going to be quicker to go around Dan okay. knowing what you know this set this area isn't um, safe anymore because of the open window so they're going to be closing other bulkheads around Hello. this area yeah. okay it'll be quicker to go around let's go this way oh. uh, to the bridge okay should we bring naib or is he going to be safe here unlikely if we ever hit if we hit um past atmo we're he, he's a bit screwed we should probably take his take him with us Alright. I'll carry him. Okay, so I would like everybody then to make a faith and move roll. That's target number 13. Oh, no, Nine and eleven, so two successes. Eight and a five. Fourteen. Does concealment come into this tool? No. This is a cheesing it out of the corridor before the blast doors shut roll. I'm oh, okay. Dragging a laddie along by his heels. That's, <laughs> uh, bang, bang, bang. Every door frame. <laughs> uh, one success for me. So it's one success for each of you, and then two additional successes to manhandle a laddie's body through. Yep. So Dan's got a success. Foom got. Three. Uh, 
three. Three successes, so you bank a point of momentum, which means I think you're currently at four. So Aladi and Serac manhandle the, the naive to be's body out just as the last blast door on that section closes down. The air is already starting to get a bit thin in there as you pull him through. And you're back in the guts of the ship, if you like, the corridors, the access ways, the gantries. How do we get to the to the bridge, Xavier? What do I think will be the quickest way out? Uh, well, you know your way around these ships, so you start to lead them along the quickest way. Are you going hell for leather, or are you going to go cautiously? Hell for leather, because the longer we give them, then they've got more time to consolidate and be ready for us. Okay, so as you're running into the last corridor before the bridge... Nice to see that everybody's recognised that Pete has finally metamorphosed into his true and final <laughs> form. Dodeca! <laughs> Be the name of his Pokemon. A shot rings out, and Dan, you take a point of damage. Can I dodge it? Uh, no, actually, what, what kind of still suit have you got? Have you got a Fremen still suit? No, I've no, got a haven't. normal still suit. you got a normal still suit. Okay, so now you take a point of damage to your move. To my move. Yeah. Uh, Reduces your move by one, basically. Uh, that's okay. That's doable. Seven. Uh, it appears that they've installed some kind of weapon emplacement in this corridor to prevent people doing just what you're attempting to do. Damn it. There are three gun turrets... In the corridor. Double damn it. Does um, either of the rest of you want to make a power and move roll to try and pull him out of the way? Yeah, got him. I'll drop the laddie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay, that's one success. So oh, you, no, you kind of grab hold of the back of the move is my special. So. Xavier's still suit and yank him back into the right. corridor. It lacks something in grace, but he's been shot, and you managed to prevent him being shot again. Yeah, I was about oh. to say grace is. I don't don't matter about grace. It's all right, Xavier. Just shake it off. What's another way? It's got a oh, still bloody that's, shot me. That's the last corridor you need to go down to get to the bridge. This. And this the only is the other way route. is going through the air ducts. How about a grenade and some careful fire then? And Sirak will lean around the corner with his Mala pistol and try to shoot one of the turrets. Okay. Are they, Xavier, do you think these are automatic or are they controlled by people? I think they're automatic. Because we. we if we were really ballsy, we could turn them on our enemies, Shrek. Use the weapon of our enemy against them. We have to be able to get up there and take them. I think we'll get shot to pieces before we make it that far. You distract them, I'll run. <laughs> the only thing I can distract them with is my body. I think that's what Foom thought as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take out two and see if we can capture the third one. 
So uh, I'll take one point of momentum if everybody's okay with that. Uh-huh. Uh, pistol is still a focus for me, so um, target number is 15 and my uh, focus is 8. A 2, a 3, and a 16. So 10, 15. So that 16 miss, but it's still four successes. Four successes is good. Um, you shoot the barrel of one of these guns. Uh, they've all got two barrels. They're like uh, upside down turret mounts on the ceiling. Ooh, two barrels pointing down. You shoot at the mouth of one of the barrels as it goes to fire. And you can see that you, you haven't done a lot of damage, but you've done enough to dent the barrel. So when it fires, it rips itself off the ceiling. But there is still okay. another barrel there, which shoots at you That's and misses. So you've, you've got it down from six barrels shooting at you to five. But it does look still like the, only the first gun is shooting at you. So far. So far. There's no side tunnels, there's no ducting, there's no... Oh, there's plenty of side tunnels, but this is this kind is of determinist, but that's the tunnel to, you yeah. need. Yes, yeah. there is also ducting. You could get up in the ducts and try and climb through those. I think I'm going to throw a grenade. Can I try a grenade? Yeah. How many have you got left? Fantastic. I've got one, because I used one, and then another one was given back to me. Yep. Um, make a throw. Um, can I borrow a point of momentum? Oh, yes. Please. Oh, please. Yes. What am I rolling for grenades? Um, I would guess it's probably power and battle. Uh... Power to lob it, and battle to get the timing right so that it explodes when you want it to. Okay, that's doable. 13. Uh, uh, two successes. Okay, so you throw it, and you manage to hit, with the blast radius of it, two of the turrets. They're glowing slightly. You're not sure how successful you've been at damaging them. Lowen doesn't have a point. You can use momentum to create an asset. Like a cache of grenades. Like a rocket launcher. <laughs> not quite like that. Not, you, you can't really all go, and actually I had this rocket launcher all along. And pull oh, a rocket launcher out of your ass. And just pull it out of our backpack. But you could, for example, um, use it to create an asset like a bunch of oil drums nearby and then hoik one up and run along behind it. That kind of thing. Some sort of flammable material. Oh, we've got another point of momentum. Momentum. It was that exciting. It was. Uh, from Narod and Exec, I yes. think. Oh. So um, you're seven up and four down at the minute. So that's three current three. momentum. Metal fatigue in the barrels. That's certainly a trait you could create. Okay, okay, Xavier. Just want to try and do this smart. If I clamber up in the ducting and get on top of those things. Am I going to be able to disable them, do you think? Yeah, I might be able to short-circuit it if you can get the placing off. Okay. Alright, you two keep them busy. Uh, I'm going to try that. Sure. 
I'm going to go squeeze my long, lanky, all-elbowed self into an air duct. You haven't got any more grenades. I find any, I'll chuck them down. Uh, So I guess while uh, Foom is going up into the vent, uh, Sorak will take one more shot from around the corner at that uh, at the at the turrets that he previously damaged. I will leave all the momentum in case Foom needs it for creating a asset of some sort up there. A nine and a seventeen, so just uh, one success. One success. The the first turret emplacement is spitting sparks and kind of jinking from side to side a little bit. You've clearly damaged some kind of movement in it. It's not swift swiveling and rotating as nicely as it did before. It doesn't have two barrels. It looks like absolute hammered crap. You have clearly done this thing some significant damage. That plus the fact that the, the barrel has been grenaded as well means that it is in a seriously bad way. You think even the smallest little tap from up close now would destroy that turret. Dan, do you want to do anything to assist? Um, I'm going to take a shot at the one that was at the one of the two that was glowing. The really damaged one or the second one up the corridor? The second one up the corridor. No, actually scratch out the really damaged one. I'll go at it with my rifle. Okay, you only need one success on okay. this. Well, that's D12, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame, because it was two. Lots of successes. Yes. Uh, but that's a two as well, so one success. One success, okay. You pop round the corner with your rifle and snap off a shot and then duck round the opposite side of the corridor but from inside the corridor you hear a burst and when you poke your head round again you can see that the second gun is now dangling by a chain of bullets from the ceiling good shot Xavier so the first emplacement has been destroyed so only four more to go Yep, the second emplacement is the one that you damaged with the grenade. So, Foom, you, you clamber up into the ducts. <sighs> yes. Needless to say, these things aren't directly in the ducts. No. Uh, because that would be silly. Why would you do that with a machine gun emplacement? But you need to be able to service them. But you so. do need to be able to service them so you can access them through side panels. That is the, uh, the first panel that you come to is sparking and spitting. So I'm going to get you to make a do 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 faith and move roll to get past it without being mildly tased. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Uh, well, that's uh, two successes. Okay, so you can bank that extra point of momentum. Thank you. I will do uh, and you, you kind of press yourself up against the far wall. It looks like the damage that the other two have been able to do since you climbed up here has shorted out the first turret quite comfortably. Okay. You make your way along to the second turret. There's some burn damage and a bit of a burnt plastic smell. 
in this part of the, the tunnel and you lever off a, a panel and there's this socket wrench turret console right sat um, there uh, ammo boxes all very very hard wired in this is not a looks like it requires specialist tools to open normally okay um have i got any electronics kit left from the hangar of the first base you've got some electronics kit but it is basic electronics kit rather than the specialized stuff you'd need to get access to the turret but that doesn't mean you can't budget it just means it'll be harder yeah have i got something that will carry a current yeah definitely okay so if i've got some high capacity cable and i can find another power cable I could just fry this thing. Probably myself, but hey ho. That's the spirit. Yeah, that's basically the plan. Chris knife is non-conductive, right? If only I had one. Um <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna look at this thing, I'm gonna kind of trace it a bit and gonna go Ah it sounds to me like a faith and communicate or possibly a faith and discipline role. Would it be any easier if you had my knife? Which is like a stiletto stabby dagger. I have a knife, that's fine. It's just I wanted a non-conductive one that I could stab power cables with. Oh, I see. I thought you wanted... For some reason I've got in my head opposite. that you needed a conductive one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's, have a, let's have a faith and discipline, discipline. yes I'm gonna, yes i'll accept that for fine uh, control and fiddling with electronics uh, may I and the faith is momentum to not tea. die please, horribly please do yes yes okay, okay. Uh, i'm gonna use my my discipline resolve just to make myself do this because otherwise streams have been none of it um that's Remember as well uh, that you and Aaron both have determination left. Yes, that's true. I just don't want to spend it. Um, yet. I've got another turret to go. That's one success. So, Unless I can use my technology talent and re-roll one of those. Yes, yeah, that makes sense, actually. Okay, good. Okay, that is then three successes. Three successes, wow. Yes. So, yes, you find a power cable in the right place you use your chris knife to cut it you pull it out without tasing yourself again getting good at this not being tased thing your faith in shy halud carries you through and you kind of just wedge this thing into a part of the mechanism that you think looks important downstairs in the corridor as xavier's shot rings out and finishes off that first turret uh, the second turret goes absolutely haywire, spinning round and round in circles, just machine gunning every available surface. I hacked it. Till it empties its entire magazine. And it's just then still going, it's like tick, 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 as it rotates through 360 degrees, completely empty, clicking away. Did it do any damage to the other turrets? It did not, sadly, no. Wishful thinking. I'm going to crawl onto the next one then. Okay, next turret. So far untouched. Socket wrench out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Same deal. Mm-hmm. Looking the same. Still looking hardwired. Yeah. Oh, very hardwired. No little control panel. No. Damn it. <laughs> oh, it looks like the control panel has to be plugged into these things to access uh, the programming for them. Only I had a control panel. Oh, I'll just fry it then. How much momentum have we got at the minute? Uh, you've got two. Two. Right. Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to try without. <laughs> Same deal. Uh, oh, that's a one. And a reroll. Uh, that's three successes. Three Get successes again. Uh, yeah. Seconds later, or not seconds, like a minute later. I like the, to think I actually unplug the power cable for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out they just uncouple. Oh, look at that! Yeah, oh, it seems fair. Good. You've already done one. So, so actually working out that, yeah, that was fun, but it was also kind of noisy and might have hit someone. <laughs> the next turret, the, the, the guns kind of go boo and point downwards. And the little blinky light on the camera sensor goes off. I could pop a hat down into the corridor and kind of stick my head down upside down and go, I've done it! Good job, Phil. Now, are you going to try and stay in the vents to get into the cockpit, or do you want to drop down and go through the door with these two? Well, if I can stay in the vent, I'll try and stay in the vent. They won't be expecting that. In which case, we'll act as a distraction at the door. Yep. Mala pistol in left hand, Chris knife in right, and righteous fury in my heart. Let's go. <laughs> so as <Off> you. <laughs> as you make your way down the corridor, you've got this molten slag of the first turret, and you pass under it. The second turret still spinning, tick 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 tick. The third one, a little bit unsettling as you walk under the guns that are pointing downwards, and you come to the door. The door is sealed there's a blast shield in place and an access panel next to the door foom as you're creeping along the vents you come to a big spinny bladed fan that leads into the cockpit you can see through the spinny fan that there are people in there but it's a big spinny fan only i had a grenade um, really good timing. Sirak would turn to Xavier when he gets back and, and you know, open the doors. Yeah, is there anything Foom wants to try up in the vents while we can... If I had... Do, do I have... <laughs> I want a big solid piece of metal to just stick in the fan blades. I mean, we've got we've got two points of momentum. You could create an asset that there's, you know, a toolbox up there or something that you can shove in there. Yeah, or you could rip one of the ammo boxes. Uh, yeah, I could go back for the paneling that I took or off. Or the paneling, something like that. That's the sort of thing you could create with an ass, a, a two-point asset. That's entirely doable. Two-point. I think you need two points to create any kind of asset. Yep. You do. Yeah. Fair enough. It'll be a zero level action. And of course, if we do. you could come back and let us know that's what you're doing, and we could all go through the vent. Uh-huh. All right. I'll scuttle back and stick my head down and go, Hey, guys. How's it going? Foom, there's a blast door. Were you able to find another way in? 
Uh, yeah, but it's got a big fan. Choppy, choppy. Mm. Kind can of we thing. Use, can you use something from one of those turrets to, to jam it? Uh, if you could rip off a barrel, um, that would probably work quite well. Do, do, do you all want to come up? It's a bit squeezy in here, but, you know. Ah, uh, so it'll be worth it. Faster than trying to go through these doors. Okay. Uh, well, there's various bits of scrap metal up here now, or if you could get a gun barrel, that would be just funny. I don't know, can Sorak uh, pull one of these uh, busted gun barrels down? Yeah, I mean, off of the, the gun that's taken all the damage, there's the one gun barrel that's just kind of dangling by the ammo, so yeah, you could pull that one down with no problems. Yanks it down, hands it up to Foom. Will this work? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's higher grade than the thin tin panelling that I removed with my spanner. So, yeah, that'd be better. Less chance of us getting chopped in half as we're crawling through the fan. So after Foom moves off, Sorak would jump up into the vents and then... Now, do you still want Xavier working on the door to try and distract them? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, that might make more sense. But have him hand me up Alati's body, and we'll leave Alati in the vents. You know, he's not not obviously there. I just so, imagine. Yeah. Okay, so Xavier kind of sort of man, man he's sort of kind of the weights on him and his blood. Unconscious, of, naive, <laughs> wedged in a, an air vent. Very unceremonious. <laughs> halfway in, I think halfway, <laughs> kind of bent over, legs dangling out. Just one leg, just kind of dangling. <laughs> I can't get that one in. <laughs> be a full weekend at a Lottie's episode <laughs> here. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Alright, so Dan, can you try and hack the door while Foom breaks the yep. fan? I'm going to break the fan. Right, um, how many momentum have we got left? None. Zero. God, we just spent them. Um, Foom just spent it on breaking the fan. Yeah. Let's hope I managed to break the fan. Yeah. So what was it? It was... Uh, truth and communicate. For the hackening. The hackening. Kamati, Kamati, harder, harder. Uh, <laughs> successes, two successes. No, sorry, six and nine. Still two successes. So, so you're doing a good job on this door, and you know the guys inside. Foom, you can see them. They're breaking through. They're coming through the main door. You hear that come through the fan as you're stood ready, and they appear to be gathering around the door, whoever they are, ready to repel borders as you stand by. Are you, are you ready, Sirak? How many are down there? Can we tell? You've heard two voices. Uh, Xavier might have told you that this thing can use a crew of anywhere between two and six. So yeah, Sorak nods to Foom that he's ready, and he plans on dropping behind them and obviously striking them, striking the ones at the door. Yes. We will fall upon them like death itself. Aye, Foom. Right. It is what they deserve. So, who's going through first? Is Foom going through first, then? Ah, uh, no. No. How are you going to get out of the way? 
Uh, I imagined I was the one jamming the thing in and just kind of plastering my long, lanky self against the side of the... Okay, yeah, we can try that. Uh, That is going to mean that, Aaron, you're going to need to make a faith and move roll to squeeze past him without shoving him into the cockpit. That's a 13 target number for me, and I got a 13 and a 2, so two successes. It's it's very tight, and you feel a lot closer to one another. I'm very thin. The still suits kind of squeak as they go past. Sorak, Sorak pats Foom on the side of the face. It's going to be okay. And then he drops down to kill everyone. <laughs> Save me some water. So, you squeeze through the, the wreckage of this fan that Foom has just destroyed with the gun barrel. And you kind of slide out and drop down, like in that really early X-Files episode where there's the kid that crawls through the tiny little vents and has the little lamprey mouth thing. Only you're a good guy. (laughs) It was disturbing. And you kind of plop out into the room and land to one side of the door, confusing the living crap out of everyone in there, which means you can go first. Uh, knife in the spine to the closest guy. You don't right have to pace. be mad to work here, but a knife in the spine often offends. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Cervical spine, so we're, we're, we're going to take him down. Uh, and I will give you a point of threat to get a third dice so we can maybe build up a little momentum here. Two, 16, and a four for five successes. I think five. Hold on, let me double check. Just a seven, ten, fifteen. No, four successes. Four successes. So you drop down onto this guy, and your knife goes straight in and right down the spinal column on the left hand side. And he kind of collapses, folds up on himself as you land on him. And there is chaos in the cockpit. What you can see as you've landed is that there are three guardsmen one of whom you've just landed on, uh, house soldiers with rifles and knives. One of them is the sergeant from earlier. There is also a pilot and a co-pilot up at the controls and another man finely dressed uh, in Fremen-style clothing but it looks like it's been bought off world. So it's not got the sand and dirt and stuff on. So it looks like what someone would wear if they were trying to look like a Fremen, but weren't one. Did we get any, oh, we got one momentum for the Chris knife strike. FYI, so um, yeah, that's it, it's rock. Just kind of shoves that guy out of the way. So the the house guards are going to try and bundle you at this point. Three of them left. No, two of them and the sergeant left. Okay, so two of them literally bundle on top of you and try and pin you to the ground. One of them, they but they manage to pin you. One of them also gets his knife out and starts trying to stab at you. Your still suit is still kind of 
knocking it away at this point, but he's getting close to being able to do some damage. So you are pinned under two of the guards. Uh, the sergeant is coming in. Foom, what do you want to do? I'm going to shoot the fancy looking dude. My father taught me, aim for the head of the snake. Translation, shoot the fancy looking dude. <laughs> Uh, battling duty? Yeah, or power. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a friend, but I have duty, not power. Uh, duty to the tribe. Duty to the tribe. Uh, can I spend a point of determination and make that a success? Determination after the roll is, you have to just re-roll. Okay. Oh, but you can you can re-roll any number of d20 so if you had one or something successes you don't have to re-roll all of them okay well i had no successes and now i have four nice so your skinny little arm pokes out of the air vent and goes Poof, and just opens up with this mauler pistol on the important looking chap who takes a bullet to the chest and goes down behind the captain's chair with a uh! confusingly shout for house darkush <laughs> <laughs> that is going to confuse actually um controversial <laughs> the captain not the captain the pilot and the co-pilot well the pilot manages to keep the ship on the steady the co-pilot falls out of his seat he was trying to get up, but didn't finish unclipping himself, so he kind of went over the side of the seat. That's embarrassing. Dan, do you want to do anything outside? Continue to hack the door. Continue to hack the door. Take some time over it. Give him a chance. Rush. Uh, sure, it'll all be over by the time I get in. One success. One success. Yeah, you, you're almost there. The door counter's got those numbers going up on it, and you, you reckon one more and you're in. Uh, the sergeant is going to take a shot at Serac. Do I get any cover since I'm under his people? You do get <laughs> some cover. However, he got both a 1 and a 20. I am going to spend a point of threat to do away with the 20. Um, okay, so that's a 15. So two successes to shoot you. So how much damage does your still suit soak? One. One. So you take one point of damage to your probably battle. Because he's trying to neutralize you. Got it. And then Boss Meng does something that you can't see from where you are. Did we just segue into the expanse there? <laughs> Sorry, I just finished watching it the other day. And you know you know what Belt is like. Yeah. It's really hard yes, to I, lose. I vividly remember. <laughs> 
I'll do the accent and then we'll all be doomed. Come on. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who are wondering, if you haven't watched our Expanse series, I suggest you make your way to YouTube later and try and catch the Expanse feet, me and Alden, and some other folks who were there as well, GM'd by Millie the GM. Doing the Expanse, we had a lot of fun and did some terrible accents. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It was God a great show to watch. A, yeah, Godlag is renowned for its great accent. <laughs> Just ask the other Dan. <laughs> okay, so top of the next, and it's back to Serac. Okay, so I'm going to spend my point of determination to uh, negate the asset being pinned. Okay. So basically, Serac is going to wriggle out and launch himself Chris Knife first at the sergeant's heart. So he does some kind of strange Fremen desert combat maneuver. It's the caterpillar, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is the caterpillar. Yes. Yeah. If this were the time of Muad'Dib, we would say this was the weirding way, but clearly it can't be that. No, he's not a natural. No. <laughs> Uh, and I will give you a point of threat so that I can use my bold battle maneuver. Kill the sergeant because he shot me and that makes me angry. Understand. So my, my target number is now only 14. But I got a 9, a 10, and a 2. Or that is a 6, a 10, and a 2 for 5 successes. Yowza. With, now. With my quality 2 Chris knife. The sergeant is more than just a scrub, so you hurt him a lot. But his shield glimmers into being as you stab him, and it deflects. He's wearing a half shield, so he deflects your Chris knife across to the other side of his chest, and you lay open his chest, and there's a thick line of blood, and he hisses in pain as it cuts him open. But it does not finish him off. And you and he are now locked in mortal combat. Techno music starts from somewhere. Uh, the two guards. One of them is going to try and stop Foom. By pulling him out of the vent and into the Get room. Get off. Get off. I do not consent. Get off. He ignores your lack of consent and drags you into the room. I suppose you could fight him if you want. I'm barrel in my hand, might as well. What is that way? Might as well go in or I might as well fight him? I was going to smack him around the head with the gun barrel. Okay, so you roll with him. With... He pulls you into the cockpit and his friend is then going to try and shank you. Rude. Uh, which he does for one point of damage, but you've got a Fremen still suit. Oh, I'm in a Fremen still suit. Boom. So it glances off of some of the hardened padding around your shoulder blades as he stabs at you, and it is your go. Okay. I'm going to abandon all sense and wield the long gun barrel. You can all see where this is going. <laughs> um, like my father before me. Oh, dear. Just screaming at them. For the siege! For Dargosh! 
You will fall! Uh, that's... That's... Ooh. <laughs> that's a success and a complication. Excellent. That is exactly what I was looking for. Okay, good. That's what you got. You swing around with the barrel uh, and discharge your weapon. Right oh. into the back of the pilot's head. Hey. Who slumps forwards onto the controls. Oh, as they always do. Bad <laughs> Come design, on. really. Cinematic. <laughs> he slumps forward onto the controls, pushing the cargo hauler into a descent towards the sands. We wanted well, to land, going down right? now. Yeah. Yeah. What we but, you know, lad, not crash. <laughs> There's a difference. Quite a subtle one. Dan, continue your hacking. Well, let's have a get in now. Is, is Aladi just kind of sliding backwards and forwards? <laughs> he kind of dribbles out of the... Uh, one success again. One success. The door unlocks, but it still closes. It. So you look through this little gap. <laughs> And just in time to see the pilot get shot in the back of the head and slump even, forward and then below for a minute, the, the, the front screen that was looking at the horizon and the atmosphere was beginning to thin and now suddenly it's pointing at the desert. And... Whose go is left? Oh, um, mystery bad guy. Um, so our our mysterious, well-clad villain staggers to one side of the cockpit and drops himself into an escape pod. It's not triggered yet, but he's just kind of thrown himself into it. That's all he's got time for. If he got more successes, he might have been able to activate it as well. But that brings us back around to Serac and the sergeant, who are locked in their mortal combat. Is it okay if I spend the point of momentum? All right. So we're back down to zero momentum. Oh, but I got this guy. <laughs> three eights six successes six successes oh my word so you have identified where the shield covers him it covers him on his offside which is also the side that's got the heart in it so you faint one way and then jab up and under where the shield protects him and you stab him from the inside never mind the slow blade penetrates the shield the blade from the side you weren't expecting stabs the sergeant and this look of shock appears on his face like how did this desert barbarian best me when I'm wearing a shield <laughs> And your, your Chris Knight has gone stuff. right in, up under his solar plexus, behind his ribs, and into his heart. And with a flick, you empty both of the ventricles, causing him to bleed out internally. He slides off your blade. 
the anti-foam brigade. It was very specific. <laughs> there's, there's two it's of them cool. that are fighting you, so they're a brigade of two. Uh, are both going to try the instabbing. Oh, that's successful. Richard just gave us another point of momentum. Yep. Splendid, thank you. Thank you, Richard. Probably going to need it. So you take four points of damage. Oh, what? Ooh. Yeah, I know. One of them gets in a oh. low blow. He kind of drops to a knee and shanks you in the thigh. So he's going to be uh, four points of damage, less one. So I'm going to do one to your move and two to your battle. Okay, thank you. His friend also stabs you in oh, the crap. shoulder. <laughs> that was both of them! Yes. Ah. However, um, your still suit traps the blade. <gasps> so you still take a point of damage to oh, your battle, but the blade is now trapped in your still suit, pointing directly upwards. He's got. Okay. And now you can do something. Right. Um, so I'm now wounded. I'm bleeding profusely. Um, so I'm going to use my point of determination to slide free of these two stabbies. Uh, and when I said gun barrel, I meant the one off the turret that I used to break the fan. So I'm still I'm waving that around like it's a club, um, like my dad. And he's just going to basically attempt to body slide across the rest of the cockpit and jam that into the door of the escape pod. Okay. Nice. Before it can close. Um, and I will burn my point of determination to get me anywhere near being able to do that. Okay, so uh, you're going to have to make a roll. Yes. Oh, you've I'm got another point it. of momentum from a Sharadel. Yeah. Thank you. But I sense that's probably winging its way towards you. So you've got a choice. You can either use uh, your point of determination to break away from these two guys so they can't do anything to you in their yep. next go. Or you can use your point of determination to block the escape pod and then these guys can still try and do something to you. Uh, so it's either a roll to escape from them or a roll to block the escape pod. Um, I can make the roll to block the escape pod. Okay. So you Feel slip free, free of your assailants using your own blood as a yep. lubricant to stop yes. them being able to get a grip on you. Absolutely. And then I will get you to make a faith and move roll, I think. Bit of power if you don't use it. <laughs> oh, you can use... You can use power if you prefer. No, 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 that's not no. what I meant. That was a callback to Morgan. Callback oh, to Morgan. Yeah. Okay, I am going to use one of those points of uh, momentum that people have been throwing at us. Uh, move and faith. Very happy with that, frankly. Um, that's, that's two successes. That's three successes. Three successes three successes and you have a technology thing don't you yes that was yes would that affect the number of successes at all oh uh, let me find out uh no sadly so three okay but you you wedge this chunk of metal into the escape pod 
just like as he... really trying to hurt him. I'm just trying to stop it from closing. Just as he hits the, the eject button. <laughs> so it doesn't go well for him. There's a look on his face of, uh-oh. As the escape pod slides out of the ship without closing. Awesome. Uh, Dan. From my position at the doorway. Yes. Looking in. Yes. Can I take a best guess, no bullshit assessment of how long we've got before we crash and die? You're going to crash. That much is guaranteed. It's the dying part that you can affect at this juncture. Right. Can I squeeze through the gap? You can force the door open and, and get through now, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do that and then leg it to the controls. Okay. I will let you roll one dice. One dice. Four. Uh, against your top skill or drive. I don't mind which. That'd be duty at the moment. Okay. What am I rolling for? You are rolling to gain control of the ship. Uh, can I use momentum? There you don't have isn't any. any. Oh. But you could use threat. You could use threat. Mm, no. Uh, a point of threat gets you an extra dice. And then you're rolling against yeah, your um, piloting skill. Do it. It's worth it. Do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been giving him threat all night long. He <laughs> has. It's true. Go for it. Okay. I'll do it. Your idea. <laughs> right. uh, two successes. How many? Sorry? Two. Two. You kind of leap across the room and grab the the control yoke off of the slumped over pilot and pull it back just in time to not quite cushioned the landing but prevent it being deadly so you pull the cockpit up so that instead of it being point down you're landing that way instead of that way and the back end of the ship slams into the desert first followed by the front end of the ship you can hear metal grinding and grating as it tears itself apart as it plows into the desert i would like everybody to make a power and move roll to not fall down. Thank you, me being seated. I'm you're not really seated. Down. You're kind of leaning across the controls. Okay. Oh, over the chair, kind of. Ah. Right, cool. That's target target number of eleven for Sarak. A ten and oh, a thirteen. Me. So I only got yeah. once. I got one success. Sorry, it was moving what? Move, move and power. power. Okay. I'll do successes. Oh, I've got a complication. Just a complication or a complication and a success? 
Uh, just a complication. Just a complication. Okay, so Aaron and Dan, you both managed to avoid being flapped around like nobody's business. Um, the two guardsmen kind of grab hold of the captain's chair and remain steady. The dead pilot bounces out of his seat and flops around. The co-pilot bounces off the windshield and flies out of it as it breaks. Foom, you get sucked out of the ejector tube. Yeah, I was in that one. As the ship comes down and you're in the air, attached to the bottom of this ejector tube. Oh, okay, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> oh, the plan is pretty. <laughs> Sharadel is very upset that nobody's wearing a seatbelt or following safety regulations. <laughs> Oh dear, it looks like Nightbot's had a bit and of a go there. And Nightbot has pounced. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh no. We're, we're very sorry that we're not observing correct safety procedures. <laughs> OSHA regulations provide. <laughs> so the ship is literally tearing itself apart as it crumples across the desert. You notice that you have flown far enough that you are no longer in the salt flats. That's not a good thing. My call for a sandworm. Uh, you don't need to, because one of the things you notice, Foom, from your elevated position nice is that view. <laughs> you have a lovely view as you plummet towards the desert attached no. to the back end of a, an ejection tube. It's the best way. There, there indeed is worm sign on the horizon, three of them. Oh man, I wanted a ship. One each. As this cargo ship is kind of going boom, 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 boom across the desert. Oh yeah. The the nobleman inside the ejection pod grabs something and jumps out. Is he not dead yet? Nope. He's not dead. What do you want to do? Not with all the threat that we give him. So Hang on, paint this picture for me. So okay, so ejection tube. Yes. Didn't close. Yes, got that. Um, the guy inside the ejection tube has grabbed hold of a pack of some kind and jumped out of it. Oh. So he is plummeting downwards? Yes, he is plummeting downwards as a you. However, he appears to be wrestling his way into some kind of garment. I'd like to swim across. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, let, let's have a. Oh my Hero word! Fighting, Jesus. A move and bloody whatever the hell you like, make roll. <laughs> that feels almost like faith. Yeah, I think it? it kind of needs to be it faith, does. doesn't it? Really. Uh, if only we had some. Oh well, I will take those three successes nice you angled your way through the air somehow i summoned the spirit of shai hulud and swim my way through the, the spirit air. of shai hulud passes within you you turn to see fear's path and you slam into him bam just as he pulls some kind of fabric tent thing out of the bag on his back which arrests his fall, and you're kind of clinging on to him with all of your elbows and knees. I am all elbows and knees, so... 
as the two of you descend towards the desert. Meanwhile, back on the carryall, not carryall, cargo ship, you've come to a stop. Another happy landing. <laughs> the two guards are still there. They both look quite shaken. Aladi is on the floor, having flopped around a bit like a fish. Uh, Serac is no longer afraid of flying in ornithopters. There's <laughs> <laughs> a whole new fear. <laughs> and I shall never fly again. Xavier has got this death grip on the handles. So much so that he's kind of just holding the handles and hasn't noticed that the complete control yoke is now disassociated okay. from the console. But he's got hold of it. Brilliant. Um, from my place in the cop, uh, looking out of the cockpit, can I see the worm sign? Uh, from where you are in the cockpit, what you can see is sand. Um, we like, is it like flooding? It's landed, down? butt down, and then slammed down and broken apart and ripped apart. Ah. And you've ended up with the nose part buried, and sand is kind of flowing in quite slowly. It's not going to fill up the room and kill everybody, but okay. sand is flowing in through the broken window at the front of the cargo ship. The sand must. Fly. We should leave now. And I say that to everyone, including the guards. The guards kind of look at you and they look at Serac and they both cheese it out of the door into the <laughs> corridor. Very sensible. What do you two right. want to do? So I guess Serac would pick up Alati's body and be like, you're right, Xavier. Foom fell out. We have to go see if he's all right. And he'll make his way out onto the sands. So there's a little so, ladder behind where the ejection port was that you could climb up onto the top of the ship. Or you could go out through the window, or you can work your way back through the ship. Choice is entirely yours. He'll go, Sorak would go up the ladder because he wants to get out on the sand as quickly as possible. He knows if they're in sand after that ship hit the ground that the ship is going to get swallowed soon. He's like, come um, on, Xavier. The worms have got to be coming. Shahalud will have its tribute. Sure, I'm, I'm right behind you as I'm just about to go on the computer. <laughs> I just want to double check. Can I see, have I got any camera feeds from the what's left of the cargo bays? Uh, make an truth and understand or truth and communicate role. I will have to be communicate. Uh, ten. Jesus. <laughs> one success. One success. The one camera that you've got left seems to be pointing out at open desert. What were you looking for? Perhaps a cargo hold full of spice, but um, <laughs> if there is, it's it's been it's returned to the desert. Okay. Uh, which case, I'm gonna cheese it as well. So you climb up the little ladder inside the ejection pod section 
and it leads out of a little tiny hole on the roof of the ship, big enough for a person to fit through, big enough for a pod to fit through. And you come out onto the sand, slide down the side of the ship. And while, while he's on, still on top of the ship, he starts to scan back along the path we went to see if he can see any sign of foam. Uh, what you would see is up in the air, this rectangular patch of fabric, cloud, something. It's like a tent. It looks like a tent. It looks like a tent in the sky, which has some kind of squirming figure attached to it. Coming down in the desert off to the east of you. Sorak looks over his shoulder. Xavier, have you ever seen anything like that? What is it? It's Parachute. a parafoil. Ah, yes, it's a parafoil. I can fly. <laughs> you are a deep flyer. I'll pull out my uh, binoculars. So Sorak starts loping across the sand to try to intersect wherever he thinks this thing is going to land. Once Xavier yeah, pulling out your binoculars, you can see that foom. It's definitely foom is wrestling with a man wearing this parafoil. What kind of monkey on his back? Type? He's not alone up there. As they're coming in for a landing. Sorak yells out, Foom, stop playing with your victim. End him. <laughs> How close am I to the worm sign? Uh, the worm sign is probably still another sort of five or six minutes out. One of the only reasons you could see it so early was because you were so high up. Uh-huh. Can't get any more height. <laughs> not without a bit more experience. With a parafoil, yes, you could. But not with two people on it. It's uh, better than a parachute. It's like somewhere between a parachute and a hang glider. Yeah. Oh, I got that. Okay. Ah. Uh... Yeah, now Foom wants one of those as well. Yeah, dropping <laughs> list, dropping <laughs> list. It's a pretty good way to find worm sign. It's really good. Okay. Um, can I, is this thing buckled on? Can I unbuckle it? It does appear to be buckled up? on, yes. How high like a we? backpack of some kind. I'm going to try and unbuckle it. Okay, he's he's not going to let you do that because he doesn't no. want to plummet to his death he on not. the sands below, no. Bottom me a scum. But you can go for it. What we're we going with. <laughs> oh god. I mean some of these really don't lend themselves to easy pick dice rolls, do they? It's definitely battle. Oh god, does it have to be? I'm afraid so, because <laughs> you know, he's he's literally happen. fighting you for it. Power? Power does seem to work best. I'll get number of five. Oh! Because you broke my battle. I'll give it a go. What's the worst go. What's the worst okay. that can happen? Uh, complications, that's what the worst that can happen. <laughs> um, oh, that's so close. <laughs> One of those was a six. Oh, if it wasn't quite that broken, that would be. So, <laughs> not a success then? No, no, just elbows and wrestling. And... Elbows and wrestling. Okay, so he's going to try and do the same right. Oh, 12 and a 15. 
See, also crap. So he sucks at fighting in midair as well. So you're fighting him and he's fighting you and nobody's really in control of this landing at all. Dan, That's you're watching right. them through like space binoculars. Kind of funny. Sorak is still on an intercept course. Wherever Ciroc that thing lands. Intercept course, yeah. Have I still got my thumpers on me? Yes. Just case I'm going to prime one of those. I'm going to hurl it where I think we're going to land. You want to set a thumper over there where they're going to land? Yes, where we're going to land. Where myself and the Von Mearskam are going to land. Oh, you're, your thumper. Yeah, right, with yes. you. So you throw a thumper down at the ground. Yep. Great ones are coming for you, Von Meer. I'm not Von Meer. What are I'm you? I'm a guildsman. Lucerne. Well, Sai Halud will decide. The Von Meer are living it up in Carthag. So a few moments pass and you come in to land. Uh, you can see that one of the worms has deviated from its original course. One of the smaller ones has deviated from its course and is heading towards your landing area. Uh, Sirak, you also see a worm crest the sand heading towards the landing area and you can hear the thumper. Dan, you can see this guy frantically trying to steer away from where the worm is coming oh, from. Whatever direction he's pulling, I'm going to pull in the opposite direction. <laughs> okay, one last little scuffle then from Foom. How high in the air are they now? They are very much coming in for a landing. Okay. If it gets too much, I might just fall off. Um... Oh, that's a success! Oh my god! And a complication. Yay! <laughs> so you, you know, start yanking on bits of string, on left, right, and centre, well. and the whole thing goes into a power spiral and crashes into the back of the worm. Oh, well, that's fine. Oh. <laughs> kind of where I wanted to be anyway. Which rears up slightly. And you and Lucerne are facing off on the back of one of the sandworms of Arrakis. Well, You're bleeding epic. from your injuries. There's a knife still stuck in your shoulder. Oh, that's handy. If I was Sarek, I'd make you eat this. He um, pulls his own knife and stands ready. Although he's obviously bricking it because he stood on top of a sandworm. I'm going to back away to the head and start to get my hooks out alright then uh, yeah let's have a faith and move roll for that that I will definitely do oh yes that's two successes And he darts towards you, slicing with his knife as you back away, unlimbering your hooks. 
you're avoiding him because you're starting to feel like you're in familiar territory. Whereas his footing is very, very dodgy. Oh, you've got a point of momentum. Thank you. His footing is a lot more dodgy than yours, but he's sort of darting forwards. He really wants to kill you personally now. Seems rude. All right. Serac and Xavier, what are you guys up to? Uh, so can Serac see this combat on top of this world? What or, you can see is the these two too? tiny little dots on top of a fairly young worm. This one's probably only about three, four hundred meters. How far away is it at this point? Uh, it's kind of diverted towards a thumper that somebody put down out in the desert. Your bigger concerns are the 600 meter one that's heading towards the crash and the other 300 meter one that's nearby as well. I mean, Sirak is going to employ his best, uh, you know, his, his Fremen skills and he, he yells back over to his back over his shoulder, Xavier, step where I step, move how I move. We have to get away from this area. Foom is a master of the worm. He'll take care of that enemy. All right, so let, let's have uh, a faith and move roll from Serac and a duty and move roll from Xavier. Target number 13, a 9, and an 18. So one success. So you start doing the, the Fremen desert skip thing. Dan, you're trying to copy. It's, it's not holding much water. The younger worm has apparently taken notice of you, Serac. The big one crests the waves, and Dan, it is the biggest worm you have ever seen. 800 meters long. This thing is insane. You've never seen one of the worms of the deep desert before. And this thing crests the, the sand and bears down on the cargo ship and drives it under the sand. You can hear metal shrieking as it's ground apart inside the worm's mouth as it burrows down under the sand. Foom, you're on top of the worm. You're backing away towards the head. The smell of spice is almost overpowering in the air. You've got your hooks rather than your knife. Spice in the morning. Um, Foom just wants to slip the hooks in and just make this worm rear. <laughs> just wow. as vertical as he can get it. Oh, crikey. Let me just quickly refer to the worm riding rules <laughs> for that one. Good lord. Dang him. He's not engaging in hand-to-hand combat when he's riding. No, why worm. would you when you That's could do this absurd. instead? Oh, God, where are the worm riding? Worm riding, 47. Thank you, June Book, for giving us everything we need. Okay. Oh, my word. So this is an adult, which has a requirement of eight successes. Good Lord. I oh, know that's eight successes total to be able to do all of the things. Okay. I don't want to do all of the things. So you don't have to understand. You don't have to discipline, but you do have to move. So uh, we're looking for three successes to make it rear up. Okay, um, I have the Chosen of Shai Halud talent. Will help. 
Uh, Actually, that will reduce it to two successes. Reduce the difficulty of the test by two. Oh, by two. There you go. So it's one success. Yes. Thank goodness. Um, so. I think we've got a point of momentum, don't we? And we have you do have momentum. a point of momentum. Yeah. So uh, I would go with either faith and move or even truth and move. Since... I think faith and move is better because this is relying on Shai Halud. Yes, and Foom's faith statement is believe in the power of Shai Halud. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Okay. Uh, we've got a point of momentum, which I'm going to spend. Absolutely. For another die. Uh, and Richard, I don't think my worm hooks are quality one, so they don't give me any bonuses. Just let me do this in the first place. Um, two successes. Yes. So you, you stick your hooks in and pull and the worm scales open up and it rears up away from the sand. The worm looking at this guy as I just kind of pull. <laughs> and, and, and he kind of looks at you and staggers forwards to grab hold of your sticks. And he kind of holding on with one hand to one of your sticks as the worm crashes back down again. What do you want to do? I'm just going to kick him. Go on, then. That's, that, that's full-on power and battle. No oh, no fannying Christ. about. You're that's just going to punk again. the guy. Well, if if you would that, rather make I, uh, a faith and move roll, you can do that, but that will have a different roll. effect. I will do a faith and move. Um, I'm trying to think what else I can get the worm to do. Just, can I get the worm to almost... Probably not, no. Convulse, no. Um, oh, well, okay, I'll go faith and move, and then you can tell me what I'm doing. I don't know anymore. Uh, oh, you have face. just been given an additional point of momentum if you want to use oh. it. Uh, well, i got two successes, so I think I'm all right. Hopefully. Okay, so as the worm comes down from rearing up, and this guy's got hold of one of your sticks, you unhook that stick and pull it towards you destabilizing his footing and he staggers forwards as you turn around and replant your hooks sure-footed as a sand rider does absolutely causing him to tip forwards at the edge of the worm and as he turns he looks at you with this look of shock in his face as he falls backwards off the front of the worm and disappears into its gullet Bless the maker and his passing. Thank Bless you the coming and going of him. And Lucerne, the guildsman, disappears into the worm's gullet as you kind of steer the worm. Now that you're facing in the right direction, you can see two small figures heading towards you across the sand with another worm in close proximity to them I'll let down the ropes fix them in place let down the ropes maybe right. slide down the side as well make it easier for them 
That's Xavier. Up. Xavier, this will be a lot more fun than that flying crap. Let's have a power and move roll from the two of you. Exactly. No, no, no. What? Uh, you ride them? Of course. How else would we get around? Uh, an eight and a five, so that's two successes for me. Uh, uh, under 11. Is that will be eaten by the one behind you. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, Xavier. <laughs> I've kind of got the worm tilted, so now it's really easy. <laughs> what am I rolling, sir? Power and move. Okay, rather worriedly. Um, one success. You kind of grab on and you're sort of clinging on for dear life and Serac is laughing his ass off. <laughs> but he kind of reaches down and hauls you up by the scruff of your neck further up the worm as Foam navigates the worm round ever so slightly until it's back on the straight and narrow. Right, the worm... Um... Now that this worm and the other worm pass one another across the sand and Foom makes this ululating cry across the desert as the sand in the hole where the cargo ship is fills itself in, kind of closes up. And you ride off on the back of a worm. You're probably on all fours, kind of just kind of clinging on. The smell of spice is just overpowering. This gives you a kind of indication that there's definitely some kind of connection between the worms and the spice. Definitely. But right now, you're holding on to some flaky skin cells the size of a metal roof and <laughs> trying not to shit yourself. Although the still suit will process that for you. Yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. Foom is stood at the head of the worm, hooks in, riding it across the desert. Serac is stood behind him uh, with his cloak billowing in the wind. They have both done this before. For you, this is a new experience. And you ride the worm right up to the edge of the salt flats. I mean, riders, I'm not sure the term, hold on for dear life. <laughs> look of abject terror and fear on his face you're doing well oh that's the point Aladdy. that's the reason why Serac needed the extra success yep thanks to Sheridel I forgot Aladdy. they didn't I didn't I just wasn't going to mention it I did well that's why that's why I was very clear I made two successes that's that's a good job you got two successes because that second success was what you needed to hoik his body up there and as you come close to the I pinned it down like cargo yeah as you come close to the salt flats, the worm becomes reluctant to proceed any further. Uh, Sh Shihalid will not go into the poison desert. And the four of we you must... are able to let yourselves down. As long as we can get close enough to the Ornithopter. We must give thanks. If that guildman's word is to be trusted, Carthage may be our next target yes. in the Von Mir conclave. So at that point, we're living it up there. The ornithopter comes into a landing where you are. It's been uh, scanning the desert. My and, ornithopter? Yep, your ornithopter. Who's flying my ornithopter? Lands right next to you. And inside the ornithopter is the two Fremen ecologists and the Bene Gesserit, not Bene Gesserit, the Reverend Mother, 
one of the ecologists looks to have been flying your ornithopter. Alawat and Jadir. Sarak, you live. We had to take off when we saw when we saw the ship rise from the desert. We thought it was a worm at first, then we saw it was a ship. We took off, we stayed out of range, but we watched. And when we saw the worm coming, the Reverend you Mother did... told us that Foom was returning. You did well. Reverend Mother, Aladi has been poisoned. We do not know how badly. But that was a ship of the enemy, and we took it down, and Shahalud judged them. One of the leaders who attacked our siege has been eliminated. There are two left that still need to face the justice of our blades. Bless the maker and his passing. Bless the coming and going of him. May his passing cleanse the world. Whom? Reverend Mother? Foom was the one who vanquished the leader of our enemies. Shai Hulud was the one who judged the leader. I merely helped him. You have all done a remarkable thing. Xavier, Guildsman. The thing you have done for the Fremen is exceptional. You have shown yourself to be true, unlike many of your brothers. They will be judged. They will. So if you're still in shock from the whole worm thing. <laughs> I would ask and... you to think on this. You need a name by which we shall know you among the Fremen. So think carefully and speak to me when you have chosen. Okay. But for now, we must return to the temporary siege. Your wounds need tending. In a day, two days, you will go to Carthag and find the rest and bring the remnants of Abicat justice to those who would treat the desert in this way. Yes, Reverend Mullen. As you speak, so shall it be. Amawat turns to Xavier and he says, would you like me to fly or do you wish to take it from here? This is Touch your craft. Touch again and I'm going to break your legs. <laughs> Sorry, I've been hanging You have spent Sarat too much too time with Sarat. Sarat <laughs> <laughs> chuckles, slaps him on the back. Well said, Xavier. <laughs> oh, what's happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> I will assist. Off world, please coming. take your ship. I will show the direction. Right, let's go. And so you hop into the ornithopter and you fly away into the sunset in the direction of the temporary siege, the holdout cave where you can rest. And I will wrap it up there, not on a cliffhanger this week, but in a oh. flight into the sunset. Oh. And then next week for our final session of Siege Abicat, we will go to Carthag and kick the snot out of some bad guys there. And it'll be hilarious because you'll be in a purpose-built city run by the Harkonnen. 
and Serac <laughs> will be right at home. Yeah. yeah, that'll be so much fun. Uh, thank you very much for joining us this evening on Guard Black Games. Join us tomorrow when we are going to be playing a little bit of Monster of the Week. Originally, the plan was to have Star Wars on tomorrow. Unfortunately, that can't happen because uh, Matt has to do a thing and uh, Aaron is redacted because of Classified. So we won't be able to play Star Wars tomorrow, but we will next week have some Monster of the Week. And then the week after that, we're going to do Monster of the Week slash Glitter Hearts hybrid crossover event, which will be fun. Uh, that's it for this week on Garblad Games. Otherwise, just tomorrow and tonight, Aaron? No, Matt, uh, Matt, uh, Matt can't make it tonight either. So we are uh, nothing on tonight. Nothing on tonight. So relax <laughs> now Nick Zekka says Dan will ask for the shadow of the mouse on the moon but we'll get the reply that username is already taken <laughs> I like it could it. be mouse on That's the moon brilliant. 01 <laughs> available <laughs> as a suggestion um, thank you everyone in chat for all of the momentum thank you very much yes, for all that yes, momentum that, that, that well. kept everyone alive today there yeah. may oh. have been a player character death otherwise <laughs> yeah we and you know, some, some fairly tense fights, uh, a fight on a f crashing spaceship, yep. a fight on the back of a worm. I, oh. I subscribe to the Star Wars theory epic. of fights. Yes, a normal fight is fun, but why not have it on something utterly ridiculous instead? Yeah, exactly. All right. So thank you very much. And oh, my God, my OBS didn't crash once. So I'm going to shut it down before it does. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you in the Anon. Thank you and good night. Yeah. Thank you. Good Bye, night. everyone.